Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So excited to have our friend Lucille Reddick joining us here today. She's a professional speaker, coach, marriage ambassador, marriage reconnection coach. Don't forget best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and well, yeah, she, wait, 38 years of marriage or is it longer? I think you were having an anniversary soon last time we spoke, right? <laughs> I did. Last Friday was my anniversary and we spent it in Cancun, away from all the cold, rainy weather that was going on here in Dallas. It was wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> and how many years have you been married for? That was 39. Ah, fantastic. Well, congratulations. Lucille Reddick is her name. L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-E-D-D-I-C.com. Please introduce yourself. There's so much to you. Tell us a little bit about what you do. (laughs) Well, hello again, everybody. My name is Lucille Reddick, as she said, and I do all those things she said, marriage ambassador. I am absolutely for marriage. Um, Like Jill said, I just celebrated 39 years of marriage, and I never thought I would get here. So the fact that I am here uh, and overcome so many obstacles um, by the grace of God, some good friends in my life, all of those things, I am here to be uh, your cheerleader if you are struggling in your marriage or if you're not struggling in your marriage, you can take it up a notch. We can always enhance uh, from good to better to best. So and then if you're single, hey, you may learn some things, too, because I offer some tips on things that will help uh, single people as as also. Yay! And today, I know you want to focus on your speaking, but first, I just have to bring up, I mean, the secret sauce. Uh, you got to check out, yeah, your book, uh, The Essential Ingredients for Creating an Exceptional Marriage. There it is. Beautiful. And we can get that uh, on the website, also on Amazon, right? You can, but the best place to get it for the best price is at my website, and it's thatsecretsaucebook.com. Perfect. Thanks so much. All right. So bring us down the path. You're our, you're our coach. You're our speaker. You take over, girl. Go for it. Oh, well, just what I'd like to talk to uh, your audience about today is this discussion around communication. Okay. So you and I touched on it the last time we spoke mm-hmm. a little bit about communication. We talked about love languages and stuff like that. So uh, just a brief story. When I first got married, um, I was, you know, young and uh, didn't know anything, just naive. I thought everybody thought the same way. And (laughs) I thought for sure my husband thought about things the same way I thought about him. But lo and behold, he doesn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so just going along and uh, expecting him to uh, pick up on things like, you know, maybe uh, it's my cycle this month. and, and, And I don't say, you know, hey. I'm I'm snappy. Mm-hmm. I'm snapping at him for no reason, right? And he's looking at me like, "What what is going on?" You know, and I'm not saying, "Oh, I could have, you know, uh, avoided some of the conflict by saying, "It's not you, baby. Mm-hmm. It it's my cycle. I'm on my cycle this month uh, right now and um it makes my hormones go crazy and so my my patience is short. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not you, you know. <laughs> or maybe I just want to go curl up in my bed with some hot tea and a book. You know, but I don't communicate that it's something going on with me. And so he may feel rejected yep. because I don't say, you know, what's going on. Uh, then let's go to to some other things. Suppose he says something that hurts my feelings. And I just immediately go to, 
you know, well, he, he meant to hurt my feelings. He knew what he said was wrong. He shouldn't have said that. Uh, that was just a totally uncalled for whatever it is that I have going on in my mind. But I don't stop yeah. and ask him, what, yeah. did you, what did you mean by that? Or, or maybe rephrase it in my, in my mind. If I understand what you're saying, you're saying that I'm a nincompoop and I, don't, <laughs> I can't do nothing right. <laughs> yep. You're so funny. <laughs> you know, and I'm in the times that now that I'm older and I, I grew into that to, mm-hmm. to understand that I needed to communicate better because uh, I was short. I had some shortages in communication in a lot of ways. So I've grown into it. It's not something that really you just mm-hmm. uh, grow up with, especially. I mean, it depends on where you come from. I guess if your parents are great communicators, maybe you. Yeah have that but I I didn't have that so you know going into it but uh, anytime I've asked him hey um, I don't understand what you're saying and then he (laughs) explains it to me Mm -hmm. then I get to see his mind don't work at all like man I'm going that's what he was saying okay (laughs) well thank you (laughs) sometimes it's a compliment and sometimes it's not but either way then we're on the same page so that communication piece is so important. And then let's talk about some nonverbal communication. Um, I encourage the women that I coach to be, if they're not touchy-feely, I encourage, and, and if their husband likes the touchy-feely, uh, I encourage them to be touchy-feely. You know, if he's sitting there on the couch or whatever, you go sit down and snuggle up close to him and, you know, put your hand behind his neck and just caress his neck, pull on his earlobe, you know, nibble on his earlobe. You know, do something. Do some of those, uh, that nonverbal communication that we talk about. You know, and then flirting. Flirting is a way of nonverbal communication, too, because if I give him a little eye, I said, I'll see you later. <laughs> he knows what that means. <laughs> so just make I, I encourage wives and husbands, just make it fun. You're in yeah. for the long haul with your hopefully your best friend, your good friend, your partner, your teammate. And so why not? find ways to just make it fun and enjoyable to live life together because I mean there's difficulties anyway there's difficulties with you know merging the finances the time schedules all of the things of putting two lives together because life be life in (laughs) so you might as well take every opportunity that you can to try to interject some fun and some uh, touchiness and some intimacy and all all of that in, into the equation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, also, it's I, you know, there's I, you got to make it fun. You got to keep it. Again, I'm the one who's not married, so I'm not the expert here. But I also know there will be bumps along the road with any relationship. But we can get through awesome. those. It's, you're also a proponent of that and realize stuff happens. But you have this... You know, you've been through your own fair share of stuff with your husband. You, I remember you telling me at times, you know, you didn't think you were going to make it through. And then you realized you had to start thinking about it and be like, he's got 
and your girlfriend said to you, right? Like, right. you're going to complain over a toilet seat or something like as simple as right. that or not taking <laughs> off his shoes. And you're like, this guy's got amazing qualities. So it's, it's, you know, before you jump the gun, it's important to realize what you have and communicate. And that's why you come in. And I just, I love that you, you know, we've been talking about that. Don't give up hope so quick. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I think... I don't know. I, I was thinking about this the other day and I said, and, and I wrote it down on some notes because uh, when I teach my next class, I'm going to include this in there. But I think as women, we um, are so used to being nurturers and changing um, the trajectory of things. You know, we can come in a room and just, just change the whole atmosphere. And so when we get with our husbands or our men, we want to uh, naturally go in there and change them for the better. It's not that we're trying to change them for the worse, you know, and um, there most of the time it doesn't work. You know, I would say all of the time it doesn't work. So I try to put across to um, women when I talk to them, um, look at those amazing qualities that your husband does have, or your significant other, and really hone in and focus on those. And those things that you wish you could change about them, don't worry about those so much because you're not going to be able to change those. Just find, try to find some kind of way within yourself that you can minimize or mitigate those issues in your life. Um, you know, if like like I use for an example, the 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 socks be not making it to the hamper, but being right next to the hamper, he threw them good enough to get him over there. But you know, I digress. If <laughs> I'm just not going to worry about the socks, if if I don't want to pick them up. If I got a point to prove or whatever, I I might not pick them up. He might run out of socks. And then I'd be like, well, if they made it to the hamper, I could take them to the, to the washroom and wash them for you. You, you know? Yes. <laughs> that way he understands he got some skin in the game. It's a cause and effect here. And some people may say that's petty. I don't know. It works for me. You do what works for you. You know, the toilet seat, I haven't found a way for that, but... All these years now, he keeps the toilet seat down for me. So uh, I appreciate that. But what we could do is if the toilet seat was up and if that's something that he just you haven't been able to to get across to him, we could just look and see if the toilet seat is down before we plop down. So I'm just saying there are don't give up uh, a, 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 some fantastic qualities on some of these other things that we don't like. Because do you remember what I said to you? We got some things they don't like about us, too. Yeah, but we, maybe they're not as vocal about it, but we just harp on things as women. Yes, of course. None of us are perfect. <laughs> right. We got all our hair products and makeup products all over the bathroom and stuff. <laughs> you know? If we're hanging up something in there to dry, we might have, you know, uh, a thong or bras or something hanging up somewhere to dry because they're delicate and so we don't want them in the dryer. So, I mean, whatever it is, it's, there's some things about us that they don't like to, but as a team, we have have to work together. And I'm trying to think of the analogy I used one time. Um, I really like basketball. So I use this analogy that, you know, it's five players on the team and they're all working towards winning the game or championship or whatever it is. And they're all playing their part. The The point guard or whatever, he's the one who, you know, is the general. He brings it down the floor and he pitches it off to whoever else or whatever. You know, you got the tall big man in the center and he does his thing. But everybody has to play their part in order for the team to progress. And so it's the same way in a marriage partnership. 
Everybody needs to play their part. And some there are going to be some good days and some bad days where I'm not going to feel like playing my part. <laughs> you know, and there's going to be some days where he's not going to feel like playing his part either. And so we just have to give grace on those days when our partner or we're not feeling it. So where are you speaking next? I mean, I know you're all over, let alone coaching, but what type of speaking engagements are you mostly involved in? So I'm, I'm most, I do a lot of churches. Uh, really, I speak anywhere. I do podcasts <laughs> like I'm doing right here. I do churches for women's conferences. I do business conferences. You name it, I do it. Uh, the last one I did was in Cancun a couple of months ago. That was in October. I'll be in Atlanta in March. And so in between time, I'll be doing some podcasts in between and then some stuff here locally here in Dallas. Awesome. All right. All right. And what is the Chosen Wives Tribe, by the way? Oh, so the Chosen Wives Tribe is a community that I've set up on Facebook. And what we do is uh, it's a collective of women where we encourage each other. Uh, I go into the group, I'm dropping gems, I, I may drop workbooks or, you know, live uh, videos where I'm interviewing other wives and stuff like that. So it's just, it's a place where you can post anonymous questions and other wives can chime in and give uh, good advice. So it is just a place of encouragement is actually what it is. It's a community of wives to be together, to know that uh, I'm not in this by myself because that's the way I felt. Um, years ago uh, when I wanted to throw in the towel I thought Mm -hmm. you know what nobody else is going through what I'm going through I see all of these you know beautiful marriages Uh, at the time uh, you know the the uh, Instagram and stuff wasn't like it is now uh, which I think that intensifies it I think that's a another issue there um, you know, but I would see other couples at work, uh, not at work, but I'm at church or at uh, restaurants or, you know, maybe the movies. And I thought, you know, oh, everybody looks happy because, you know, it, that's not a good movie if they're showing people, you know, fighting and, and throwing stuff at each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. So, you know, that. They're only showing you, you know, highlights of something. So and and when people are out in public, you know, they're on their best behavior. They don't they don't fight in public. They they fight at home. So I just felt like, you know, I I didn't know that um, the conflict or the ups and downs in my marriage that were common to marriage. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I don't like this season of it. And. I'm I'm ready to go. I shouldn't have to deal with this. I don't think other people are dealing with this. But it was so comforting for me to talk to. Uh, this was a, a a lady who was uh, my hairstylist at the time, and she'd probably been married about forty five years at that time. And she, and I'm telling her this is a, the second hairstylist. I told you about the first <laughs> yes, hairstylist. Yes. <laughs> this is the second hairstylist, and she, you know I'm talking to her about you know what's going on, and she said, and her husband's name was. Uh, Let's say, let's just call him Charles, Mr. Charles. And she said, oh, Mr. Charles is the same way. And I said, what? She said, baby, yes, they could be brothers. And you've been married how long? And she said, 45 years. And I just, that just gave me, you know, so much hope. I was just like, oh, I'm not the only one. If she could make it to 45 years, I could do that too. (laughs) So I don't know 
why that encouraged me, but I hope it encourages other women too to know that what they're going through, you know, I'm not talking about abuse or anything, but I'm just talking about the 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 normal struggles of marriage, uh, of trying to mesh two lives together that there are ups and downs and inevitably there's going to be some conflict. There are seasons of good times. There are seasons of bad times. You know, sometimes, you know, the, uh, I I think about it. I was taking my shower this morning on my way for our talk together. And I thought, you know, there's been times where I didn't have a job. My husband didn't have a job. You know, uh, I had to be the breadwinner. He had to be the breadwinner. Uh, you know, where I took care of the finances or he took care of the finances. And I'm talking about paying the bills and, uh, you know, keeping all the bills paid and stuff like that. So we've just had to jump in and do whatever needed to be done at the time. There was a, a period of five years where my mother was uh, before she passed. She lived with us. Uh, you know, so it's just uh, the seasons of life. Nothing is a straight line. It's going to always be those ups. And there's always going to be those downs, too. So I tell people, just uh, be comforted comforted or encouraged that that's just a normal part of life. And remind us how we can reach out to you again, Lucille. Oh, you can find me on all the socials at Lucille Reddick. Then you can go to my website, www.lucillereddick.com. And you can purchase my book there. You can also, if you want to bring me in to speak, I would love to speak to your group. I do trainings. I do workshops. We talk about uh, emotional intelligence. We talk about conflict resolution. We talk about intimacy. We talk about it all. So I would love to speak to your group uh, at any time. And you can find that form on my website. All right. Thank you so much. We still got 10 minutes left in the show. Just want to make sure everyone is aware how they can contact you. And uh, also, I mean, she does coaching. Hello. Um, Mm -hmm. How does the coaching process work? Just curious. I know we're focusing on speaking, but are you working with couples individually um, together, one-on-one or both? Well, I do have, I have done, let me put it like that. I'm not doing any individual coaching right now. It doesn't mean that I won't. Uh, because it just depends uh, on the, uh, the person's circumstances, what they want and what they need. But I have done individual coaching. What I'm doing now is I do group to- group coaching. I usually cut it off at about 12 couples for each cohort. And uh, we go through uh, the material that I have for them to go through. And it's biblically based. And what I do is basically I'm a facilitator. In the coaching, I offer a lot of great advice, but I basically help them really uh, change their mindset on uh, a few things. And that's what we do. So it's it's a very interactive, very lively conversations that we have. They have some work that they do at home on their own time. And then when we when we get together, we meet and we talk it through. (laughs) So I enjoy it so much. Oh, well, thank you. And it's exciting to have you here. And by the way, uh, uh, for TEDx, that's how did you get invited to speak there? And when was that? That's impressive. That was, let me get it together. Let me see, 20, must have been 2022. Yeah, I want to say it was probably in October of 2022. And that was a wonderful opportunity. I had written down on my uh, my goals list that I wanted to be a TEDx speaker. And so um, I found out that they were having one here in mm-hmm. the Dallas area and I looked it up and I was able to uh, 
put in a proposal for a speech and they accepted my proposal. So I was so happy and my family was so uh, happy and encouraging. So it was a wonderful experience uh, to be able to share my story and my thoughts um, and share the stage with some amazing people. We had some some doctors, some and some influence, uh, what do you call it, internet influencers. We had mm-hmm. uh, some educators, uh, uh, I guess you would call counselors. We had, I, I guess you would say all the gamut, even some uh, musicians, some people who do things with film. So it was uh, a lot of different things and a lot of different opinions. And so it was a great opportunity to be able to share the stage and share my thoughts. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what else did you want to talk about your career? Um, and of course, your planning, coaching, and, um, you know, how you can help our listeners. Did you want to share any stories or testimonials, yeah. shall I say? Testimonials. Oh, well, I tell you what, I do have a little funny story. <laughs> what what one of them is, and this goes to what I was talking about earlier, um, uh, Keeping things, uh, I mean, just working on your marriage and kind of looking for every opportunity to keep things spicy and, you know, uh, fun and stuff like that. So this was a time when my son was 10 years old and my husband had taken him to baseball practice, little league baseball practice with a new team. And so uh, when I got off work, because I got off work later than my husband did, when I got off work, I said, I'm going to drive by the field and see if they are still having practice. And so I drove by and I saw my husband at, right outside the gate there, uh, surrounded by another group of dads. And I said, oh, this is my opportunity right here. I'm fixing to go up here and do something crazy. So I rolled up in front of him uh, in my car and I rolled down the window and I, I kind of leaned on the ledge and I said, hey, Donnie, I thought that was you looking all handsome and sexy. What you doing up here? And he said, oh, my son is at practice. And I was like, oh, okay, where's your wife? And he said, I don't know. I think she's at home. He's a big prankster, too. He likes to play. He said, I don't know. I think she's at home. And I said, well, um, do you still have my number? And he said, I think so. I said, well, why don't you call me sometime so we could do a little something, something. And those guys' eyes got big. They looked at him like, what do you have going on? (laughs) We know you married because she just asked you about your wife. We don't want no part to this. (laughs) So anyway, I looked at him and I gave him this look that was like, ooh, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. (laughs) And so I rolled up the window and I drove off. But I could see the guys looking at him and going like, "What, what, what are you doing? And so I'm sure they were surprised to find out that I was his wife. Oh, my so, goodness. What I use that story for, I use that story on stage, is I use that story when I'm talking to uh, the audience about making deposits. Because I usually start off that story asking them, do you know how people keep their marriage, uh, their long-lasting relationship, you know, uh, spicy and uh, romantic and keep all of that in there. And the way they do it is by, I mean, hold on. Do you know how the married couples do it? Keeping their romance and uh, relationship spicy. And I tell them that they do it the same way they maintain their investments and savings accounts. And so the correlation is, is that you make deposits, consistent deposits, And so that day, I made an emotional deposit into my husband's bank account. 
because I affirmed him in in public in front of some people. And it didn't take but just a few minutes to do, but it reaped great benefits, if you know what I mean. So, you know, it made him feel, feel good. It was a nice, funny. It made me feel good. And so, voila, I made a deposit in his emotional bank account that day. And so that's what we need to do is we need to look for ways to make emotional deposits consistently in our partner's bank account. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. This is a good story. You always have good stories. <laughs> Girl. I'm glad you like it. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, and I can only imagine, you know, what you've experienced. You're dealing with so many people. And you always say, though, communication is key. You hear that, that, that cheesy line, but it's not. It's true, right? It all comes yeah. down to communication. Absolutely. And we need to make the people that we love, let them know that we love them. And Ugh. communicating that in a, a myriad of different ways. Because, yeah, I could say I love you. Mm-hmm. And to some people who are audible, and that means a lot to them, that means, you know, that would mean a lot to them. But when I show it, like I come home and I cook this elaborate meal or something like that, or I go out of my way and cook the special meal that he likes. My husband likes carrot cake. That's one of his favorite desserts. If I go through all of the effort to make this carrot cake, and I say, hey, baby, look what I got for you. And he'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I've, made a, I've made a deposit right there. You know, um, even if I went and bought it, it, yeah, it wouldn't matter. I don't have to make it, but I know that he likes it. But it just says that I've done a little something to communicate that I love you and that I value you, that you're important to me. Mm-hmm. Leave those little love notes in the lunchbox or in the car. You can. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Oh. I love leaving little stuff in different places. So. Well, thank you. It's <laughs> exciting to have you here. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, Lucille. Remind us how okay. we can contact you, please. Oh, yes. you got. Like I said, Lucille Reddick is on all the socials, Perfect. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You, you got it. Thank you um, so much. <laughs> then you are at my website, too. Yep, Lucille Reddick, that's it, dot com. So, a pleasure to have you back. Thanks for being here. Hi, her for speaking engagement, coaching. She does it all. Check her out and check out the great reviews she has online. Uh, She's so modest. All right, thank you again. Bye bye. Thank you so much, Jill. Bye, sweetheart. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.